Hello, I'm Tracy Picard. Welcome to Stories from the Hub, a podcast by the social enterprise Greenhouse in Providence, Rhode Island. We'd like to introduce you to Betsy Sherry, a nurse, a founder of Elderly Parent Resources, and a participant in the 2017 Health and Wellness Accelerator. My name is Betsy Sherry, and my venture is Elderly Parent Resources. And my goal, or our goal in our business, is to get information to people who are dealing with elders, seniors, as they age, resources to them to find out what they need to do as they need to do it. There's lots and lots of information out there, but it's hard to glean through it all, especially when you're in crisis mode, which generally when you're dealing with an elder and issues with an elder, you are in crisis mode because... And this is where my, my goal is, is we don't prepare. So we're generally not prepared for aging, not prepared for aging like we prepare for most other landmarks in our life. So when things occur, it takes us by surprise. Mm. As a culture, we are not prepared to care for our, our aging people either, especially as we change, as boomers age, we're generally healthier, we live longer, our expectations are higher. So is that in comparison to the previous generations? The previous generations, absolutely. Yeah, we expect to, we would stay in our homes mostly, or to move to a facility that will provide us with activities, will keep us occupied, people are working longer. On the flip side, elders may not have the money to move into one of those situations, so they need to get these resources at home. We don't have, the nuclear family is alive and well, so we don't have extended family to help care for people as much as we did in past generations. There's not multi-generational families. So we need to prepare homes, we need to provide caretakers. It's a really complex part of our lives that it is, it is difficult for people to navigate how to deal with that. Um, hence, my goal is to provide as many resources in an accessible form. I have a website and a book, but also through consulting, blogs, etc., as many resources as possible for people in whatever stage they're in, so they can be prepared for this. Another thing in my heart that I want to do and my real true mission for elderly parent resources is to normalize the conversation. Mm-hmm. To get the information out there to as many people as possible so this is a normal conversation that parents have with their kids, that kids have with their parents, that doctors have with their patients, pastors have with their congregation, anyone that you work with that you deal with in your life, you feel comfortable having the conversation because, again, it's all about planning. It's all about planning ahead and allowing the elder to make the decisions. So my first question is, is elder considered a word interchangeable with senior, or is it more respectful or more specific? It is generally interchangeable with senior. It's sort of now people... Or we're told. People prefer to be called seniors. They were elders. Okay. Um, so it's, it's, it's interchangeable. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And do you feel like the absence of that conversation is the reason that people aren't planning? How does it 
come in, I kind of, my, my question is, how is it possible that we don't know or don't accept that this is what's happening? Well, who wants to think about getting old? We have a stigma in this country about getting old, about mm -hmm. aging, that it's, you're not as useful mm -hmm. when you're aging, that you're going to become a burden, that it's painful, that it's, you're going to be sick, that you're just going to be less of a person as you age. So nobody wants to talk about it. It's like not a good thing. Mm. When the reality is, it is a good thing. Speaking from someone who's getting older, there are many, many good things about getting older. Mm. You've got a lot of life experience behind you. You know what matters, what doesn't matter. You know what to care about, what not to care about. You have a lot of experience that you can impart to people. Mm. With age comes wisdom that that's not, I mean, that's true. With age comes wisdom. And, and there's a lot of wisdom out there to be tapped. Mm -hmm. So part of it is our cultural more is that aging is, is not something we want to think about. Look at all the anti-aging products. Oh, I know, have. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, what's the alternative to aging? <laughs> so, wouldn't you prefer? <laughs> um, and then it's scary. Right. It's because really, death is the end. Death is the end. Right. Yeah, yeah, planning for the end of your life, even though it would be the last probably 30 years of your life. Mm -hmm. It's scary to think about that. It's scary to think about, you know, what do I want someone to pull the plug? Do I not want someone to, the pull, to pull the plug? Who do I want to care for me if I can't care for myself? Mm -hmm. All those things, are they're not pleasant to think about. Right. And it's based on having built up a trusting relationship with your family or friends that will allow them to perform intimate acts right. to help you. Right, right. And that, it's interesting when you talk about planning, I used to think it was only about saving money. Mm -hmm. But it's really much more about intimacy mm -hmm. and sharing. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Mm -hmm. How you want to live, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, do you want to stay in your home? Maybe you want to stay in your home. Maybe it's not possible for you to stay in your home. So then you need to realistically think about if it's not possible to stay in my home, where would I want to go? Would it be feasible to live with a child or is that really unreasonable? It, and not everyone has a child. And not everyone has a child. Whether it's mm -hmm. they never had one, they're not still living, mm -hmm. or they don't get along. Right, right, exactly. Mm. Do you feel like elder discussions which we don't talk about, is worse than all of the other things we don't talk about? Or that it's one of the many parts of life that we have a hard time discussing? I think it is probably one of the top ten that we don't talk about. Okay. So how will you help people to create these conversations with your resources? Basically, keep talking. Keep talking, keep putting the word out there, keep reaching out to people who are dealing with these issues, start reaching out to people who maybe aren't dealing with them right now, but will be dealing with them. Mm -hmm. Honestly, we should be planning, we should be talking about it as young as our teenage years. We should be talking about teenagers should be able to say, if something happened to me, this is how I want it to be dealt mm -hmm. with. Honestly, they really should. So we should really start talking about that at a younger age. So, so my goal is to be reaching out to as many people as possible. Generally, right now, it would probably be the working population because okay. they're the ones 
they, as, as the end of the boomers, the millennials now, they're all working. They've got probably families of their own, children of their own. And then they've got parents who are on the brink of aging or who are aging, and they're going to have to help with them also. Mm. So these are people who are going to have to know how to have the conversation so that they know what their parents want or their elder or their senior or whoever it is. It could be a neighbor that they've become very close to. They know what that person wants and that that person can feel comfortable saying what they want. Mm. So as, as people who are aging have to be as comfortable with that conversation as everyone else. Right. Do you have strategies of the types of places that you're going in to find people? Are you going in physically one-on-one -on -one and having discussions or is this more online or first line of defense is online. Okay. And I'm my my first goal is I have a website, but I think to really get out there and to build my base and to build my brand is via Facebook because more people and more people who are the age that I'm talking about oh, yeah. um, are on Facebook. Oh, it's so. full of full of my elderly relatives. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even people my age and even you know 40-something oh, yeah. and 30-something, oh, yeah. they're all on Facebook. Mm -hmm. that, so that will be my first line of defense. I would also like to get into HR departments. That's my where I feel I could really reach the largest group of people through HR departments. Here in Rhode Island, just starting within, we've got many, many businesses, semi to large businesses here with 500-plus mm -hmm. employees. Get into the workplace, mm -hmm. and then as part of what they offer to their employees, employees. You will offer them a discussion or right. or prompts to have the discussion. Mm -hmm. I see. Yes. Okay. Yes. And what is the response to that? Well, I'm in the beginning. Oh space. yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I've actually done it once. Okay. It was a really positive response. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. What do people in general say when you bring this subject up? Do you feel like people are excited and want to learn more, or a little nervous? In general, when I bring it up, people will say. Oh, I just went through that. Or, oh, okay. my friend is going through that. And their response is, oh, my gosh, this is something that needs to be talked about. Mm -hmm. And either it's too late for them or, you know, they know someone who's who's in the throes of it. Okay. So that's that's my basic response. I rarely get people who say, oh, yeah, um, I should start. I think I think I'm going to go talk to my parents about this. Or sometimes I will get people who will say, oh, I'm going to buy your book and show it to my parents, or I'm going to buy your book just to have on tap. Generally, and that's where we need to have a little bit of a cultural shift. Mm -hmm. So generally, it's it's a, I get reactions from people where either they wish they had had the resource, but most people say this is, this is something that really needs to happen. Yeah. We need to, I wish I had known this information. I wish I had had this information. Mm -hmm. So are you giving those people prompts to have the conversation? Like, here's how, specifically how to go about it? Or is it more broad? That's via my Facebook and my blogs. They're both broad, but specific is the best help for people. People okay. need to know how to start the conversation, how to back off the conversation, how oh. to go back to the conversation, yeah. how to listen to know when it's time to go to the conversation again. So there can be a broad discussion about it, but mostly people need points. This is how you do it. Mm -hmm. Right. What are the types of things that you're hoping to do with the accelerator what are your goals you know for changing and growing my first goal is to focus 
to mm. focus on what part of the business I want to work with because it, it I was out there flailing around kind of trying trying all different things but I but now I need to focus mm -hmm. uh, which my coach is really helping me with so focus on how what I want to get out there to begin with who I want to get it to how I want to get it to them and basically build my brand so that people know who I am so they will start coming to me so through the accelerator I'm I'm basically figuring out what part of the business is, is viable and is the business viable although I passionately believe it is viable <laughs> um, but just how to how to make it viable how to grow it okay when I think about communication I wonder if you coach people on the pitfalls to avoid is that a part of your education? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can completely 86 a conversation by saying the wrong thing, mm -hmm. which, which is almost the first thing you want to say. If you're talking to a, your, senior, your senior, your parent or whatever, and you've noticed that they can't manage the stairs, the first thing you want to say is, oh, mom, dad, you can't manage the stairs, so we have to help you do this. Well, well they don't. Maybe... They don't want to hear that right away, maybe. Mm -hmm. They should be saying to you first, I can't manage the stairs, can you help me? So you you could somehow prompt them to say, you know, are you finding it harder to get up the stairs? Or are the stairs okay? You're just taking it a little slower? Mm -hmm. But let them actually initiate the the, the problem and I, then work yeah. with them to that's the solution. That's interesting because I have found that asking questions as a communication tool so much more open and free than telling people this is what's happening. Right. Yeah. And especially because we don't necessarily know what elders are experiencing. Mm -hmm. Just because someone is appearing to have a difficult time with something, they still have every right to struggle. Right. That's right. That's and, right. And just like our kids, when we take away their struggle to learn how to do something, to tie their own shoe or to use a fork and cut up everything into teeny tiny pieces, we're robbing them of their life experience. Right, they feel helpless. Right. And then they start to feel like they can't do it. Right, so, and that's, people kind of yeah. give up. Right, exactly. Yeah, I can exactly. see that. Okay. Yeah. So there's no, no, never a goal, you're not, you have no prescription for what the goal should be. Because it will vary. Right. It will vary from person to person. Right, and depending on how much financial um, mm -hmm. access they have. And right. How many, okay. what their social connections are, right. um, what their connection to you is, their physical health, mm -hmm. all of that varies. So, so there's, there cannot be um, a certain set of rules for how you age. Right. Or how, right. what you, there's not a checklist, basically. That is how you age. You can't, you can't do that. And is there somehow built in something that addresses the community and uh, social aspects or is that really hard to talk about also? No. I, I think that's easy to talk about. But mm. one, I, I find in, in my research and in dealing with aging people, including my parents, the social aspect of it, you do a lot more listening than talking. Because mm -hmm. they're going to tell you through their conversations with you what they're missing I socially. Okay. Or what they're looking for, what they're worried about. When you when they're talking to you and you're listening, you'll start to hear from them. You know, 
John can't drive anymore. I wonder how it would be not to be able to drive. Mm. And then you say, well, what, what do you think, if you couldn't drive, what would you like, how would you like me to help you, or what would you like me to do if you couldn't drive? So you listen to their conversations, or isn't it sad that so-and-so's daughter moved away and now they have no one? Mm. Yes, I've you heard know. that one. Yes, yeah. So I feel like you're saying that you are training people to be more observant in their day-to-day life Mm -hmm. and then to use those observations to create conversation. Is that right? That's, yeah, that's basically, that's basically what it is. Okay. Interesting. Is there something specific about Rhode Island that makes this the right place? The size and the demographic. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of elderly people. We have a lot of elderly people. Yeah. Okay. Percentage-wise, with other states maybe not so much but but we're a small state we're a small physical area and we have a large population of aging people mm-hmm. and we have a, a large population not i mean not as large as say massachusetts but um of working people mm-hmm. who are who are dealing with and working people of all socioeconomic backgrounds mm-hmm. right. who are basically dealing with the same thing they, you can be living in a multi-million dollar house on the east side and have an aging parent as well as living on the south side and have an aging parent. You have the same basic issues, which is help, helping that person age successfully. Is this part of the broader Aging 2.0 program? Could be. Okay. It could be. I mean, I feel like the Aging 2.0 tends to be more... Technically or technologically? A little bit, yes. Yeah. And this is really not technology. Right. It's almost the opposite. This is, yeah. The original yeah. technology this of is language. hands-on, yeah. person-on. Right. This is teaching people how to actually physically interact. Okay. So can you tell us about how people can learn more, how they can get involved, and contact you? Well, they could go to my website, and I'm on Facebook, so they could watch my website, elderlyparentresources.com, and Elderly Parent Resources on Facebook, and they can contact me through also elderlyparentresources at gmail.com. That sounds very consistent. (laughs) And finally, do you have any ask of the people who might be listening? What do you need personally, and what does this culture need to move forward with this aging? I need the word to get out there. So if people want to spread the word that there is this resource, that would that would be very helpful. So basically what I need is to get get the word out there that we're here and we're here to help. Excellent. Thank you very much for coming in and t- sharing with me. Sure. And I look forward to seeing how it develops over time. <laughs>